Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, y'all, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. We are here. We are here. Listen, we're going to do like a little short, short stint today because, I mean, things are so good. Things are so good. People are so quiet. <clears throat> There's not much to talk about. So we're going to just run through a few things real quick. <clears throat> Check in and, and, and let's see what's going on. So I think I saw Kareth Burke tweet this um about Steph Summer, it was a couple weeks ago, so I'm not even gonna look for the tweet, but it was like something along the lines of, and it was funny because I was saying something similar, but like, yo, Steph is having one of the best like promotional summers, like rollouts mm-hmm. in like a really long time. And I forget how she like, but she's like, it must be one of the best of like all time, but it is. I mean, he's just been everywhere and we've talked about it, but since even last week, since we've talked about it, it's continued, you know, like, even more, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's still been everywhere. He thinks he's on Good Morning America. And, you know, he, um, there's been like a bunch of stories coming out about him. And he's in a rap video. So, I mean, let's, let's, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. talk about some of these things. But the, the reason he's doing all of this is because it's all to promote his film, Underrated, that came out um, a few weeks ago now. Um, mm hmm. Maybe you like saw it, right, Justin? You watched it. Yeah, I did. What were your thoughts? It was good. Give us, well your, give us a review. It can't be like, oh, it was cool. Like, give us an actual film review, Justin. <laughs> I think it was well put together. It did a good job of sequencing, like, his life leading up to everything, right? So it started from high school where they had to restructure his shot. They made sure they had a, a segment based on that and how he struggled with that initially. And then how he wasn't highly touted as a high school prospect and how he was so excited to go to Davidson and everyone was like, what is Davidson like? So it kind of like you can see how all those things kind of lit a fire and, and kept feeding that fire as he got older. Um, and then he got to Davidson and, you know, he had to clip on there about how his first game went and it was terrible. He had like 12 turnovers, something crazy. Um, and then from there, he kind of took off because his coach stuck behind him and he did a good job of highlighting the people that kind of, you know, came up with him, especially his college coach and gave him the confidence and the freedom to turn into the player that he ultimately became. But he, he showed that it wasn't an easy road. Like he had bumps in the road. He definitely 
was underrated throughout his entire career leading up to that point. But he also had some moments where he could have broke down and he could have just, you know, kind of been like, actually, I'm not that good. But he, you know, overcame that. And it's been a testament to everything in his NBA career as well. But I thought it was going to be more about his NBA career, but they just kind of, they got that all in like one little two minute part of the whole video. It was like, yeah, they won a few championships. He broke three point record and it was all cool, but it was mostly about high school and college, like mostly about college. Which makes sense because that's the part of his life where he was underrated. So, you know, people who are acting so goofy about this before it came out, Oh, Steph is underrated. This whole debate and, we're not even going to entertain that. We're not even going to get yeah. into it because people sound stupid. Like, he so, clearly was. Right. And that makes sense why the film was focused on it. There's a lot more to write and say and film about Steph Curry's life. And I'm sure there will be other documentaries because his story is still, his NBA career, that story is still ongoing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that makes sense. And I, that makes me feel a little better because to me, I was like, it feels a little premature for a doc on Steph. But if you limited it to the time frame of his, prior to his NBA career really starting. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think a lot of people got the terms underrated and underdog mixed up. And even in some aspects, he so has Either underdog. way, he's both. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. people seem to think the term underdog only applies to your circumstances in life. Like, right. there's one definition. And that's that's really what it is. They can find it to, like, one definition. You can be an underdog, like... You know, in sport. I can be, sport. yeah, I could be like, have lots of resources, riches and things like that. But with respect to like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get into like, whatever area, whatever field, I'm an underdog, you know, like that's, that's all it means. And so um, literally, you can look up the definition for underdog, and you can look up the definition for underrated, and they would both apply to stuff. For sure. Definitely. And so I don't, no one here is trying to profess that Steph is an underdog at life. You right. know, like that's not what we're saying, but you know, and it's so funny because if you really want to talk about like privilege and everything and all of that with respect to like having your basketball career like paved out for you, no one had that more than LeBron James, right? Like if he had mm-hmm. like TV cameras and crews, no, seriously, like at his games, like he was destined, he was going to be picked. He didn't have to, you know, worry about any of those things, but he had to worry about financial and, you know, other stuff and the way he grew up. So it's like, it's kind of the opposite. Cause it's just like, well, I mean, he had like the lane set for him and paid for him in terms of his basketball career, not necessarily having a, a father or someone to teach him, but just like, he was going to go, he was touted. Everybody wanted him. Right. Like, you know, at this point, it's like, can you live up to all the heights that people think you can be, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying is an easy thing to do. So shout out to LeBron for turning into a great player versus people not even thinking they should take a chance on you because they don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you had an NBA father didn't matter. And I know I never understand why people bring that up. Because why don't we see Michael Jordan's children? Why don't we see all the other greats' children? Dwayne Wade's son ain't in the league, right? Like, if it was that easy, why aren't all the sons of these great players out here balling? I mean, was was Seth Curry even drafted? No. <laughs> like, his dad and his older brother. Are and does he play league. as well as Seth? No. So exactly. it's like, 
Exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's some level of nepotism at play with some players. I don't think that applied to Steph and him going seventh overall and being one of the greatest players of all time. Like you no, said, I think when he got into college, he proved himself and he earned sure. it, but he still had to get in there and prove himself. The colleges didn't want him. So yes, he ultimately became a top 10 pick, but even with being the number seven pick, there were still a lot of doubts and mm-hmm. questions about him. And no one thought his ceiling was two-time MVP, four-time champion, one of the top 10 best players to ever play the game. No one thought that was his ceiling. Facts facts and there was nothing that his dad could have done to to accomplish that for him right he had to go out there put the work in and put the and and show that talent on the court so it's just people like to you know take different lanes to hate on stuff is it knows no bounds there's going to be people from every every angle trying to find a way to diminish what he's done so it's not a surprise no and it's just quite utterly ridiculous to be honest ridiculous like come on come on you know and in general I just don't like it because like taking it away from like just the haters it's like the media and everyone's a part of the problem because it's a societal thing too but we amp up people who come from circumstances where like they made it out and they should be celebrated Mm -hmm. but it's like unless you come from poverty and this is a lot with Black people. But unless we come from poverty and one-parent households and, you know, like, you know, went through the gutter, it's like our lives apparently couldn't have been hard. We couldn't have struggled. And even if we didn't struggle, like, so what? Like, even if you didn't struggle, why can't your accomplishments still be celebrated, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I just, I've never understood that. Like, it should still be celebrated. And I just, for the record, if you're Black in America, you don't have it easy. It doesn't matter what level of life you're in, okay? So let's be clear about that. LeBron James still had nigger painted on his home, okay? So there's no there's no time in life that it's easy for us, you know? Mm-hmm. I grew up in quote-unquote middle-class neighborhoods. In preschool, my parents had to go to school because I was being teased for being Black. In elementary school, I was one of like four or five Black kids, and I was called Blackie. Like, I had guidance counselors try to keep me from getting into gifted. I've had other guidance counselors try to discourage me from applying for certain internships. Like, their struggles face in a variety of different ways, okay? I still have had store owners think I'm trying to steal from their store. Like, you know, it didn't matter that I lived in a better neighborhood. All real things that have happened to me. I've had people at work tell me, oh, look at you talking all ghetto because they heard me overheard me on the phone with my girlfriend needed to be minding their business and I was talking about my makeup and I was like girl and I don't know what I said and they were like look at you sounding all ghetto oh it's using slang ghetto now you know what I'm saying like these are all things that I have encountered like that's just a few quick like anecdotes okay with people I work with now imagine me having to work in this environment it was a senior person and me just having to continue to work in an environment with someone who talks to me like that you Mm -hmm. know it's like there, there's no, there's no easy for anyone who's black in America. So that's why I just always laugh at the idea. Like, yes, we all have different levels of struggles, but it's still a struggle. So for any of us to make it to be successful, like it's, it's to be celebrated and it should be. And I hate this whole comparison of like, oh, well, you ain't really, really, how you know what I did? How you know what I did? 
And I'm Jamaican, so I've worked like three jobs at a time. You don't know what I did? I know that's a stereotype, but same. it's real. No, that's, funny. that's funny, because same. But <laughs> Yeah, like you don't know my hustle and my grind. That's why I always laugh. You don't know. Hey. And that's why I hate when people look at other people and just like, when you are, it's very rare. It's very rare. Particularly for like us, but like, it's just very rare when you are at the top of your field in something and you're one of the best, it's very rare that you just did it off of no talent at all or without hard work. Yes, there are people who can open doors for you. And on some level, we all need people to open doors for us. We need someone to believe in us. We need someone to give us a chance. But then you have to go in and do the work. You have to. If it was just as simple as someone putting him on a team and drafting him, why didn't all the other NBA players turn out like that? Right. So I just, I don't like when we minimize people's accomplishments and their hard work. And that even extends to Aisha. Because people are like, oh, she's only like something because of Office Steph's fame. Aisha was actually an actress. She gave up her career to be a mother and all of those things. But she was an actress. She could have pursued that. She does all of her cooking content. She has all, like, those are real things. Like, does being married to Steph help her? Sure. But why can't she get the benefit of that? Don't white people get the benefit of all that? Isn't, aren't Joe Lacob's sons up in the office because of that? Mm -hmm. You know, we've been conditioned to believe that, like, we shouldn't accept help. And we should, because I remember, like, when I was trying to like get a job at a law firm and my mother's like, do you want me to like, cause my mother was a, a secretary and I'm like, no, because I don't want any handouts. I don't want, why do we think like that? I don't think like that no more. Yes. Give me a help. Make an intro. Help me. But right. we are, we're seriously, we're conditioned to be like, no, I want to like make get it harder. Yeah, it's get out stupid. Yeah. That's a dumb thing to do. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. No, I'm because when you work in that world and you see nepotism and you see how the networks and the connections and people like we the only ones being like no no right <laughs> that's stupid Very you much shouldn't so. do that but that doesn't mean that you don't have talent someone gave you the chance right you mm -hmm. gotta still do something with that opportunity facts and I mean that's ultimately what parents and mentors and people who are from, you know, previous generations want for the generation coming up, or at least they should. You know I mean, I put in a lot of work for myself to get me, get me where I am. Let me help my son or my daughter or someone that I. Precisely. I yeah. want it to be easier for them than it right. was for me. And ultimately, even though it could be easier in terms of an opportunity presented to them, they still have to do the work. So that's, you know, that applies to everything. But I mean, when you look at Steph's story, it was even it was even less of a given for him. Right. Because it's the NBA. This is like we can say, oh, he's Dale son all we want. At the end of the day, he got to go out there and perform to even be noticed by NBA scouts and then to actually be drafted that high and then to turn his career into what it was turned into. Um, it, it's almost impossible to say that he got anywhere just off of his dad's name, like very clearly. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's very ridiculous. So leave that bullshit behind. We don't condone it. We don't support it on this podcast. All right. Um, so check out Underrated. I know like most Warriors fans have already watched it, but just saying, based on Justin's review, how many stars? Five. 
by stars. There you go. There you got it. The official, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> official review. Rotten no. Tomatoes. Not, we ain't doing Rotten Tomatoes. Just me. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so tap it. So tap it. All right. <clears throat> so Steph was in a rap video. How do you feel? Steph got bars, Justin? I, mean, I don't know if it was his bars, but the 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 artist, I think his name is. Hold on, hold on. If y'all could say Drake and Kanye got bars when it's not their bars, then Steph can have bars if That's it's not crazy. his bars. I mean, it's not even his voice, though. But look, no, I understand. Kanye Kanye don't write his own stuff. Drake sometimes. Some of it he does. I'm just Some saying. I'm, I'm playing around. But, yeah, but it was cool. I like the video, though. I like the video. I like the song. Um, Yeah, it was it was nice. I mean, the artist. What's the name of the guy he's with? Toby, I forgot the guy. How do I pronounce it? Um, let me look it up. Because I was looking, I was struggling. Let me find it real quick. So while you're looking for that though, so it was, you know, he's like in the boat. But like the the bars that he chose, the parts that he chose to like lip sync over. I still think it was sort of telling. It was like, all right, stuff. They like fit. Steph's life, like it was like Steph rapping it, right? And it made sense, but that's what I'm saying. It's like I like this stuff. Like yeah, this yeah. Stuff. Like he just like out there, like I'm. I'm him. Like, right, right. Weegway, Toby Weegway. N W I G W E. He's a good artist, though. I've seen some of his stuff even before this song. Um, and I've always liked his stuff. I just never really... No, I heard people, but I don't know. I'm not familiar with him. That's why I was yeah. like, I didn't want to mispronounce his name. Right, right. It was dope, though. I liked it. It was, you know, the video was cool. Um, unexpected, kind of like out of nowhere. But that's Big been the splash. theme of the summer. Did you like the splashes? Big splash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have paid me to dive in the water. I would have said it. <laughs> there we go. Hey, we uh, gotta, we gotta hit I feel like that's so stuff. Splash. <laughs> and then just don't be being on a fishing boat. It's like he should have had Clay in the video with him on a boat. Oh Lord. That would have been sweet. <laughs> Speaking of Clay, Clay, Steph, Seth, and uh Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> they were putting yeah, up some messy. shots. I didn't see Draymond Green there though. Yeah, he would have been messing the runs up. He would have been messing the drills up. I have a feeling he wasn't invited. Oh, of course. Of course he wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> if he's trying to do shooting drills with them, they're gonna be looking at him crazy anyway. But yeah, he definitely wasn't invited. Yeah, so there go your um they don't like Jordan theories. Yeah, that was always BS. Um, you know, in basketball, it's basketball, like on the court for your team, especially in the NBA with all the different things that play, money, all that type of stuff. Um, sometimes it's just things need to happen a certain way, right? Guys need to be in different situations. But as people, it was very clear they were very close as friends. Steph, he looks up to Steph and Clay. Um, he was like Clay's biggest fan, you know, on the team, always supporting Clay and, and vice versa with with the older guys and him. So I think they got a bond that'll never just be, you know, diminished or anything like that. So that, it was cool to see them to do that. For sure. For sure. 
So, Justin, I talked about liking, you know, Steph's video and the fish, fishing, and it's, you know, I like those things that he does. Let me tell you what I don't like that Stefan has been doing. Like this little tour he's going on when he's kind of discussing the changes to the team and what didn't go right last year and everyone's mindset. I just feel like all of this like feels targeted at the bench. Mm-hmm. But like the bench players were not the only ones exhibiting these issues. So it's like they were not the only ones being selfish. They were not the only ones unwilling to compromise. They were not the only ones who were not fully focused. And so, like, I'm just hoping the energy is the same. <laughs> I think he might be. I think You don't Clay, think it's just the bench guys? No, nah, I think Clay might be included in that, too. And Dre. Like, I don't know why we're excusing Dre. Dre was not thinking about the team when he punched Jordan. I'm going to keep saying that. That's that was his own shit. And then, you know, and he mm-hmm. wasn't focused the way he needs to be last year. The fact that he showed up in one fucking game in the postseason doesn't move me. <laughs> I'll say he showed up for more than one, but you're right. Fine. One game in the Lakers series. That better? <laughs> Push back on that one. I think the Lakers series is. No, I don't want to hear excuses for him, Justin. I don't. I mean, it's not excuses for him in particular. I think. At that point in the season, they were all running on fumes. That was just a weird series. I think if they ran that series 10 times, they win that series. That was trying. He was clapping it up with LeBron. That's what I saw. (laughs) Yeah, he was. I mean, like, I whatever. Like, we're going to call spade a spade. Like, to me, Steph was the only person going hard the entire postseason. So, um, and, but in general, like, I just do not think that anybody on the team had the right mindset. And I don't really think that Steph did either because I think he just had a mindset of like, I don't think he was holding all the people accountable he needed to. And we've had a long discussion about this already, so I'm not going to revisit it, but it's just this sort of language. I just want to make sure we're not just putting everything on the young guys. That's all I'm saying. Like the accountability has to be for everyone. It's not just the bench guys. And though he's not calling any names, it just feels like some of the language is targeted at them. And to me, it just lacks it lacks accountability, you know, because it's just like, were you and all your people in the right place? I think ultimately all this stuff comes back to how they put the team together and understanding like personalities. When the age gap is that great, personalities are going to clash most likely. Like you said, like we said all season, the young guys have every right to want to be the best players that they can be and have the best careers that they can have. So for them to just be expected to put all of their personal aspirations to the side to say, hey, let's just keep winning Steph and Clay and Dre more championships and we get yo-yoed and we don't have the chance to play and all that type of stuff. That was just unrealistic. But why do we have to keep targeting them? It's like, okay, we got it, stuff. Like, how many times you want to keep saying the message? Unless that's messaging at Chris think, Paul. Because, like, to yeah. me, like, you got a new guy coming in who y'all are trying to amp up. And he's telling us he don't even want to come off the bench. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I just, I, I don't know who this energy is directed at. So, that's why I'm not going to, like, fully be like, you know. But I'm just like, this better not just all be at, like, hmm. Kaminga, <laughs> Moody, I think and it's whoever. Both. I think it's both because I think there were older guys last season that were 
kind of doing, you know, outside of even Clay and Draymond, Dante. I think. Dante, Jamichael. Exactly. I think he's just trying to send a message to everybody, like, look, we ain't dealing with this shit this year, um, no matter who it is, right? Like, like you said, some people might have a certain viewpoint of themselves and they their their plan time or whatever the case may be might not align with that. But if, as long as it aligns with the team's goal of winning a championship, building the right habits, going towards a championship, then that's all that should matter. Um, I don't think it's like a retroactive, like he's just talking about Jordan and, and all the young guys from last year. I think he's telling everybody that's on the team this year, this is the direction that we're going in. And if you ain't on this wave, then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Like, I might, you know, <laughs> to take the LeBron route and kind of get you up out of here. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's targeted to everybody, to be honest. But like you said, we don't know for sure. But I'm going I'm to presume that it's to everybody. Okay. Well, if it's to everybody, then let's talk about Chris Paul. Because the Warriors have been doing a little <laughs> media tour Damage with control. him. Whatever it is, like trying to like hype him up and and Zamarcus Cousins, who is no longer a warrior, his one season there, made some comments about uh Chris Paul and not seeing how he's gonna do anything to elevate the team, blah blah blah. So you had thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. But tell us your thoughts about Zamarcus and then and overall, what do you think all this Chris Paul talk is about, Justin? Well, with Demarcus, I think he hates Chris Paul. Like even before he got to the Warriors with the Kings. The Clippers used to kind of cook the the Kings all the time. And he's had his run-ins with him. And, you know, we've seen it on the court, a bunch of different memes and stuff like that. So he doesn't like Chris Paul. Uh, I think that's where that, that comment is rooted in. Because basketball-wise, that just doesn't really make a ton of sense to me to say that he won't help them in any capacity or, like, help them be better than last year. That's just, you know, not really smart to me. Now, if you say he has injury concerns, that's somewhat valid. But basketball-wise, objectively, he's obviously going to help them. But as far as the the comments, like everybody kind of hyping Chris Paul up, I think it is because he has never come off the bench in his career. He obviously had that snarky comment earlier <laughs> this summer where he was talking about, you the coach or something like that. I think they all just kind of butter him up just so they can be like, hey, man. You ain't starting. If you are, <laughs> if you are guy though, bro. Remember, remember. <laughs> you're so good, bro. Like you're just great. <laughs> but just come off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what it is. I mean, 
And then it's obviously just kind of breaking the ice. Like they've been at each other's necks for so long. Like Steve Kerr said, um, they were competing at the highest level for so long that you kind of develop a competitive hatred for that guy. And now you're on the same team. You kind of got to knock that wall down and just be like, all right, look, we on the, we together now. Like all the stuff that happened in the past, we acknowledge it, but we got to put it to the side for this one common goal. Um, so I think that's, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> At least I hope. I mean, I, I just I hope because the one decision that can make or break the, se- the season is how he accepts yeah. his role. Like that's that literally can make or break the season. Uh, or, unless they just be like, "All right, you don't want to come off the bench, we're going to trade you at the trade deadline." Which I don't who know. Knows, that you care. Yeah, who knows who's going to be available at that time? Who knows all a bunch of different stuff. So. Hopefully he's just like, yeah, I'm with it. Whatever we need to do, we can do it. Well, I don't really have anything to add to that. So I will just say one other observation I've had is uh, I haven't heard any more podcasts mentioning Jordan. So I don't know if that's deliberate by design or just happenstance, but... Dre just been kind of MIA for for a little bit. After the whole his latest thing, he been quiet. Mm-hmm. People have been tweeting like, "Is anybody seeing Draymond in the gym?" <laughs> I'm sure he's been in the gym. He just hasn't been putting anything out there. Could be a coincidence, right? But if I'm saying Steph's comments could be targeted to everybody, he could have made that call and said, "Look, bro, <laughs> chill out." <laughs> so okay okay well that's all we got for y'all dub nation i told you short and sweet just want to check in on our beloved dubs um you know let the summer of steph continue (laughs) let the good vibes hopefully continue and uh soon i still think we have a few more weeks before the NBA schedule is released, but I need it to happen. And he's already up, Justin. I need it. I need it. Oh, you'll be happy to hear that Andre hasn't announced anything yet. I think Mike Dunleavy said, like, phone. they're not leaving it up to him again. They're not saying that. They're kind of. <laughs> they're pretty much like, we're not going to retire you. You can you retire yourself. But I'm pretty sure they're like, Bro, please retire. But it's not like, you know. So hopefully Andre retires just for his sake, for the roster building sake. You know, he's a legend. We love Andre, but. Bro, you literally could just like join the staff and get the same salary. Like you don't have to take up a spot on this team. Uh, <laughs> I think you might still want to play. <laughs> but it's like, bro, you play five, 15 minutes and you hurt, bro. So And you also are never there. So I'm, yeah. How can you want to play when you can't be there? You're hurting the team. Yeah. This can't be real. <laughs> this can't be real. They cannot be thinking of filling that spot with Andre. I don't think they are, but I think they're just like, out of loyalty to Andre, they're just like, you know, we're not going to tell you we don't want you back as a player, but... Pick up on the clues? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because last year, they was campaigning to get him back. This year, it's kind of like, bro, can you just... We appreciate all right, you. Out in the sunset, my guy. 
<laughs> Shout out to Andre. Shout out to Andre, man. Yeah, we love you. Though Great you don't career. gotta be telling people that like y'all was just chilling because you knew with Katie. Because here's the problem when you say stuff like that. I know what he's saying, but it makes it seem like because they got Katie, you know, it's like these dudes don't think about how they use their words because like those same words, these people on Twitter try to take it and weaponize it, you know, mm -hmm. against that. So it's just like, y'all stop telling us what used to happen. <laughs> like, or just think about your words. Anyway, um, Justin, as always, it's so good to see you and to chat with you. Good to see you as well. Guys, well, well, I don't actually know. I may not be back next week, but we'll be back next week. We, as in Golden Spaces, Mm -hmm. I have some things coming up, you know, so none of your business, but <laughs> I have a birthday coming up, but I'm not saying when. So I have a birthday coming up and, you know, weddings to go to, you know, those are always in the summertime, just things. So I'm not going to be around for like the next couple of weeks, but we'll see. But don't worry, the content will still come. For and sure. if something pressing happens, you'll definitely still hear from us. Right? Of course. Okay. Of course. Thank you for tuning in with us, guys. Seriously, all jokes aside, we really appreciate y'all. As always, make sure you download. Make sure you share. Tell a friend that you're following us on mm -hmm. Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. On X and Instagram. What? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Shit, we got to change the logo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Damn. It's an X now. Bro. Elon, Elon Musk. I am oh, not bro. referring to that site as X. That's stupid. <laughs> the only X that I acknowledge is Malcolm, okay? So <laughs> this is a problem. Oh, I man. guess Have, you posted, have you posted and reposted today? That shit annoys me when I see <laughs> that now. Like, what? <laughs> like, That's you so really funny. threw your brand recognition out the window. Like, it makes no sense. It's literally called a repost on every other generic app. So dumb. That's what, what it's called on threads. Like, why? Anyway, I don't have time to examine the, the mind of a madman. So follow us on X. <laughs> and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Oh, goodness. All right, y'all. Until next time, <laughs> take care. Make sure that you leave a review, a positive one, and five stars. All right, for mm -hmm. real now. Until next time, guys, take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey! 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 